everybody. Welcome to another edition of Jizz Talking. It's our first anniversary. And I tell you what, it's great to have everybody here. Uh, so many things have happened over the past year without getting political, but uh, we were on lockdown. And that's when I decided during lockdown that we would uh, start something like this to give adult stars, adult performers a chance to sign some autographs or promote their OnlyFans pages or whatnot. And I've had, really had a good turnout. Uh, Annie Sprinkle, you know, even just last week, 178 views of the replay. And I, that was the top show of the year. I sent it to her and she says, you know, you really make an old whore, uh, an old hoe feel good, she says. So uh, <laughs> Kay Parker had a good, uh, good viewing as well, too. Uh, but a lot of friendships were built out of this past year. And I want to talk about one, and that is with um, Lynn LeMay and Danny Black. And Lynn, you guys have formed a nice friendship. Yeah, we have. We, I just talked to him this morning. And, and that is so cool because you, you're different eras and yep. different times, but you've been able to help him and he's helping you. Yeah, he, you know, he's one of the top 10 people on OnlyFans now. That boy is working hard. That guy has more frequent flyer miles than anybody I know. Man, he's always flying somewhere. I know. Dragon <laughs> girls all over. And I told him, I said, he must have bought those uh, Pittsburgh Steelers uh, bikini tops in bulk because every girl he works with has one. <laughs> or he has one and he they just share <laughs> that could be, but anyway that's probably one of the most proud moments i've seen out of this whole whole event is people that uh came together i know lynn you also came back to watch uh veronica vera and that was so cool too so she really so did appreciate got a bow to the royalty yep um I'll, I'll focus more on it when mickey lynn gets in but uh, Mickey and Aaron had a connection, and they, they met uh, a couple weeks ago at uh, the Disney Park. Oh. So we'll, we'll talk more about that when Mickey gets here. Coral and Jewel visited Iowa. They have a, uh, in a little bitty town of Fairfield, Iowa, uh, where it's the College of the Maharishi people, uh, they have uh, a guy, and I, he, I, mean, I knew him years ago when he worked in radio in a different part of the state, and then he just decided to do this. He owns his own porn theater in uh, uh, porn studio in this little town of Fairfield, Iowa, maybe 3000 people in the town. And uh, he lives in the house that porn built. And once a month he flies actors and actresses in and uh, rusty nails uh, came in and, and I met him and then Coral and Jewel visited. And we had a nice, a little photo shoot and little video, private video thing and um, autograph signature with Corlin. So that was, that was so great. Herschel Savage, of course, visited Iowa last summer and, and uh, everybody in town just went crazy for him. And they, they put his name on the restaurant uh, outside. <laughs> uh, Herschel, welcome. I, uh, uh, Willie's Bar and Grill welcomes Herschel Savage. And, and I don't really think Half the people didn't know who he was. This some guy named Herschel. And, was kind of <laughs> and everybody Somebody. wanted a picture with him. The, the lady at uh, the coffee place. And uh, we got some free sweet corn. Herschel never had sweet corn before corn of the cob. And uh, so he had corn of the cob. And and uh, the lady says, we'll give, we'll give you guys a bag of free sweet corn if Herschel can have his picture with the guy that runs the place. I said, sure. So anyway, we, we did all that. So anyway, that's... Um, a little bit of an update on that. Uh, we did hear an update on Exotica that it's going to be, uh, uh, they're going to wait till May 1st to decide the Chicago fate because of, um, of the COVID stuff out there and what they're going to allow for gatherings. Illinois and Chicago are two different things, they said. So just because Illinois has done one thing, Chicago could do another, and that's going to be uh, announced on uh, May 1st. If it's going to be held, it'll be held uh, mid july if it's going to be postponed it'll be moved to december 3rd through the 5th and then washington dc washington dc will be bumped into 2022 so that's kind of uh, where they're at on that so anyway uh, let's start off with other uh, eric i know you've had some challenges in uh in the last couple of months but how, uh, overall how are you faring i uh, well um the latest is the stitches are out <clears throat> um and it's in the healing process now. 
uh, and I'm kind of like looking at it right now. Uh, I gave it some air today, um, meaning taking off all the bandages and just letting it sit and soak up some some fresh air. Um, and it, it's it's looking okay. I'm just kind of hoping that I don't have to do any more hyperbaric chamber treatments because last time I had a big infection in my foot, um, uh, I had to do hyperbaric chambers for 30 days. And I'm hoping that I don't have to do that again. But um, whatever it takes, you know, I've, I got to heal it. And uh, um, I'm getting used to counting only nine toes. And uh, I've got my my good and plenty here, so uh, I'm all set. <laughs> <laughs> Great, Richard Pacheco's with us, and Richard, how you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. I got no complaints after listening to Eric talk. I want a quest. I have a question for you though. I, I'm not familiar with how the hyperbaric chamber works. Is that a whole body immersion, or you can just put your foot in one? No, it's it's a uh, it's it's a like an eight foot long. Uh, clear plexiglass uh, tube about, um, I'd say about four feet in diameter and all clear. And um, it, what they do is they slide you in on a, uh, on a gurney that's specially made for it. Mm. And they slide you into this tube and then they shut the door and they, it's kind of like a submarine. Oh. And they pump it full of uh, pure oxygen at two atmospheres for two hours. And you sit in there naked. That's the weirdest part. Because oh, uh, you, you, you can't have anything flammable in, uh, in pure oxygen atmosphere. So you, ha you can't have any clothes on. You have a gown, a hospital gown, but that's about it. And a warm little blankie that you can sort of cozy up with. Uh, but you stay in it for two hours. And the treatment lasted for 30 days, and I'll be damned if it didn't work. It was the only thing that worked. So if you ever have to do it, go for it. It works. Okay. Well, that's what Michael Jackson used to sleep in, apparently. So, Eric, that's why I think you're starting to resemble him a little bit these days. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the tan. It's the tan. <laughs> it has nothing to do with well, race. that's one hell of a comparison. <laughs> beat it, yeah. Eric. Beat it. <laughs> Sean Elliott's with us, and Sean came to us about halfway through the first year, and and uh, it's always great to have Sean tell the stories that he tells. And like you said, you you weren't in all that many movies, but your penis was in a lot more. <laughs> yeah, they used it a few times. I I look, and I I can't be a hundred percent sure, Patrick, but I says I think that's me. Uh, <laughs> Good actor. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? I was thinking of how he said, Eric, an eight-foot chamber. And my first thought, something's never thinking about, how the hell did you fit in there? But that's a whole other story. Um, you can't have claustrophobia, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'll bet. Yeah. Um, I'm meeting uh, Lisa Centrice, uh this week on Saturday. Uh so for those who may not know her, I mean, I'm sure y'all do, but uh, Lisa didn't do a lot of work either, but her, her uh, uh, infamy is large. She's a doll. She's really nice. And I got to thank Patrick and uh, uh, Aaron, everybody who put uh, be together with her. So I'm going to sign some stuff from, um, uh, I forgot the movie. Uh, Debbie does that too. Oh, that, yeah, DVD too. too, yeah. And uh, uh, Lisa was in that, and uh, Patrick put us together. And so she's in Ohio, like me, not far from Cincinnati, and I'm in Columbus. So she was going to come all the way up here, which is amazingly nice. And I just said, no, I'll meet you down there. And she says, no, I'll meet you up here. And so we're going to drive south and north and meet each other somewhere on the highways. Two real old porn actors are going to meet, <laughs> and I haven't seen her in probably 38 years. So, uh, oh. hope everybody's doing well. Glad you're doing better, Eric. Good to see everybody. And uh, my grandson's birthday was today, and uh, I got family upstairs, and my daughter, my older daughter, say, we want to come down to the Zoom meeting. I says, well, don't tell Grandma, and you can sneak down here if you really want to. You see my kids. <laughs> they don't know Sean. They know Steve. <laughs> So 
Good to see you all. You bet. There's a funny little joke that I just remembered. Um, this little piggy went to market and he didn't come home. <laughs> yeah. How true. See, you never should have known that joke, my friend. I didn't know there were so many toe jokes until I looked them up. Yeah. <laughs> Kathy Brown is with us, and Kathy, it's great to have had you on, and, and you are certainly full of good stories as well. Thank you. Well, it's great to be part of this. It was a wonderful idea having it during the pandemic. Um, and I was in treatment last year in chemo and radiation. So it was really um, cool to have something nice to do. Um, so you also said to mention some of our projects. And I wrote Raw Talent and Whips and Kisses with Mistress Jacqueline as well as lots of scripts. But um, since that kind of dried up, um, I've been doing my own writing. I've been writing novels and I'll, I'll post a link in the chat to some of my works. And Howie's wife, Jeremy, ooh, I gave her real name, sorry. Carly is, uh, <laughs> is one of my biggest fans and she, she sends such beautiful fan letters. And um, they're, they're not, you know, adults, they're not porn, but there's certainly a bit of sex in them. Um, and Jose Duval loves to tell the story about reading one of the passages um, in one of my novels aloud to his wife, and he got sort of extra benefits to that. And uh, Sean bought all five of my novels. And I did. the link in the, in the chat if anyone wants to check them out. I mean, they're good gifts for, you know, moms and wives. And, and you know, they're, they're, they're a little spicy, but they tell really good stories, mostly based in Brooklyn. Excellent. Fantastic. Charles has been to every one of our Zoom shows except one. He even watched my birthday weekend. Yeah, even watched a Zoom show on a bus. Yeah, that was a trip. Charles now, these are fun. I like them. They're like, they're a good way to end one week and a good way to start another. And if you're working from home and it's like, you know, it gives you something to think about. It gives you like, you know, you can work on your autograph projects. and They're just kind of fun and interesting. And, you know, adult actors are certainly fun and interesting. Um, you know, but uh I basically had a lot of fun with it. The The one weekend I could not go was my phone had died and I had no internet access. Oh man, that was too bad. I know since the pandemic, you become an, uh, a, uh, Amazon prime superstar because you have your own, uh, series. Well, I, ha I have a movie that I have a friend of mine who, who did a movie about me because I um, am an autograph collector, and I spent 35 years, I became a baseball fan back when I was a kid, and fell in love with the 1978 Giants, which was a very exciting team for me, and it was like the first good team they've had in a long time, and it happened to be the year that I fell in love with baseball, and so I spent 35 years tracking down every player, if they, you know, in the media guide, who was with that team, including coaches, um, the manager, the general manager, and got them all to sign the media guide. And my friend made a movie about it, and it's on Amazon Prime. You can look for The Adventures of Superfan. Nice. Wow. So, Bravo. Bravo. So Good that, you. you know, bit of persistence. And, you know, I it was not 35, like, consecutive years. There were a lot of years where I did nothing. And, um, you know, it kind of went, I went back to it when I was, like, in the process of getting divorced and was like, yeah, I'll do this, you know. So it was fun. It was when the internet had when the inter the internet came along and made certainly made it a whole lot easier. So and it was not there were instances when there was failure. And you know, as I said, persistence kind of pays off. Right. Who were who were some of the people on that team? Well, the big star was Willie McCovey, who was doing his second go-round with the Giants, who had a really good year in 77 and did not have a good year in 78. But he was there and he was a kind of a baseball icon for San Francisco. Um, Vita Blue had joined the team from the Oakland A's, who just was very exciting, very one of their best pitchers. Um, trying to think who else. Bill Madlock, who was like a three or four-time batting champion. Um, trying to think. Mike Ivey was like their main pinch hitter off the bench and had four pinch at home runs 
two of which what were grand Bobby slams. Um, trying to think, um, Daryl Evans, who was he had been, he was a I think he's a four decade player, has over four hundred home runs. You know, solid baseball player, lots of walks, lots of homers. You know, the interesting ones were kind of the guys who you know were difficult to track down. Some of the guys who played in the minors who never made the majors, you know, I had one guy who lived in Kansas, Skip James, who didn't have much of a, he had a cup of coffee, they would say, and lived in Overland Park, Kansas. And I called and I got his wife who said, send it. He'll be glad to sign it, send it back and didn't. And I ended up like writing a letter to the Overland Park, Kansas Police Department who got him to send it back. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Who was the manager? Who was the manager? The manager was actually Joe Altabelli, who just passed yeah. away maybe a month ago. So, and then they had some really good coaches. They had Jimmy Davenport and Tom Haller, and I'm trying to remember Herm Sturet. Um, You know, it was just kind of a fun kind of project. I'm, you know, was sort of at start of the pandemic. I started to sort of go out with this woman, and except for that, she lived in Sacramento and I lived in San Francisco, and kind of didn't work out. But we're friends, and you know, I invited her to some event where I was speaking, and she goes, you know, she goes, "Are you you're not working on any other like projects like this?" And I'm like, "No." I said, "35 years for one project is enough." <laughs> so that was the Yankees Dodgers year. That was Reggie's three home runs. That, that was. Year. Remember that? Great World Series. Yeah. I I highly recommend the documentary. It's it's very sweet. It's inspiring. I'm not a huge baseball fan. I grew up with being with a big crazy Yankee fan and my dad, but I just found the documentary really, really great. It was engrossing. Thank you so much for saying that. My friend John is an excellent filmmaker, you know. He actually grew up in San Francisco and I went to see years ago, I went to see one of his he was doing a screening of one of his films and he's done several like really good films and a few of them are in, I don't think mine is, but I know that a few of John's films are at the hall of fame in Cooperstown. Wow. And, you know, I was speaking at a Sabre event and he like pulled, like after the speaking, he like says, you know, I want to interview you for my film series. And I was like, okay. Good. And we sat and talked for like six hours. I was so exhausted after that. And then a couple of years later, he goes, yeah, I want to get back to working on your project. Can I film you out near the ballpark? And I said, yeah. And we met up and, you know, and he did a really nice job. Yeah, he did it. It's, so. it's, uh, it, it kind of transcends baseball. You, you have to watch it. It's a great movie or a great little, it's only half an, it's only a half hour long, it's only so. half hour, but it, it's really great. And it just yeah. shows the power of persistences. If you get anything else, nothing else from it, uh, baseball fan or not, it's just being persistent, and that's. Uh, I want to ask Charles a question. So, yes. Charles, now that you're becoming famous from this, nobody's going on your messenger and asking for dick pics, are they? <laughs> no, I have not gotten that. Okay, be, be careful who you send your stuff to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, no, no. nobody's asking. Sean, that. you got to remember, buddy. We got rid of a lot of those in the group during the past year. So I, don't I, I, worry I, about that mess anymore. Yeah, a, a light attempt at humor, Aaron. I know. I get it. You're right. Usually I get friend requests by like really attractive younger women who live somewhere else. (laughs) That's all of us. I'm like, yeah, right. (laughs) That was, that was kind of a downer to the year. As far as that goes, uh, Herschel, we put Herschel on here and he says, I want my links sent on Twitter. I said, no, you don't want your links sent on Twitter because it's our closed kind of our closed group. And so he puts the link on Twitter and the whole meeting I'm having to X out people who are showing us their buttholes and screaming and hollering. Oh, my God. I, I had no idea. I don't like the colonoscopy pictures coming my way. Yeah. I had to take care of that. I said, that's why we don't just put the link on Twitter. And so, anyway, but I, I got most of it taken care of. But, anyways, you, you can did. hear some heavy breathing a couple times, people being idiots on there. And then, of course, we had one um, one guy who, who was sending very – obscene messages to, to the female actresses in the group and and kind of Idiot. one well, one strike policy on a lot of that and, and uh one other guy was just at you know it, this is a fun group and this is a fun question and answer series that we do with stars it's not 60 minutes 
And so, uh, oh, you God, I was so embarrassed with that. I was so embarrassed. And when we did, when I did edit the video, it was with Sharon Mitchell, and she was a class act through it all. Uh, I just edited whole his whole series of questions, just took it right out. There was no he was booted his ass from the group because there was no no need for that. So nope. So anyway, we we took care of that. So uh, Steve is with us, and Steve always has the fancy um, <laughs> pictures behind himself. And really, Steve, you go world. You've become quite connected with a lot of the stars from the golden age. You met a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. I I, I got to meet uh, several of them in uh, in person when they through Casey uh, when he had his in the flesh series that uh, an anthology of film archives um, a while back, and that's how I got to meet Eric and um, Jose and um, a few others, and then. Um, and that's also how I met uh, Kathy. Um, but yeah, it, this has been a great little. Um, this has been a great little Sunday night um, thing to look forward to. As we said earlier, it's like the great end of a week and a, a great beginning to a new week kind of thing. Um, you know, I wish I had found out about it a little bit earlier than I did. But it's been a great. Um, it's been a lot of fun. It's been uh, in, enjoyable. Well, we've really appreciated you, uh, appreciate you being here and adding your two cents worth. And I usually save you near the end because uh, uh, I know you're going to ask a good question, have a good comment, and uh, <laughs> we, because we weed out, we weed out all the other questions by the time we get to yours. So anyway, which is great because I, I almost never have a question in mind or thought or anything. Sometimes it just comes to me as I'm just thanking them for coming out after having listened uh, to them all uh, that whole hour, or if there's something that from what, another avenue of a question, like with, um, uh, um, like last week, you know, about, uh, um, um, with Annie. Annie was working with uh, Monica Troit. Sure. Yeah. On those yeah. Movies. Okay. Hey, James Bartholay has joined us. James, how are we doing today? Hi, everybody. I saw Lynn LeMay is there. Yes. Yeah. Lynn, how are you? I'm fine, James. It's so nice to see you again, my love. Thank Boy, you. we. Thank you. Yeah, darling. Hi. Well, hi, hi everybody. Um, it's strange here in Hollywood. We have a the Oscars are going on, but they're doing it down at the train station at Union Station. That's like the weirdest location for a mm. thing. I guess there's a some party or event later on that Netflix is going to go to. We'll see um, about going to that thing there later. I don't know. We'll see. Anyways, I just hope everybody's well. Um, it's very strange what's going on in the industry right now with layoffs at AVN and um, we're back, but we're shooting a lot less than we did back in the good old days. Um, so I don't know. It's uh, This industry has definitely changed and it's veteran performers that have made such great stuff. And I, I miss those days. I really do. I miss, I miss the, the features. I miss the parodies. I miss, um, you know, the good food that we've had on sets, all of the fun things that we've done. Um, it, it's it's just a different world right now. And, I, you know, we have to adapt and, and change. And um, I guess we're still going on Exotica. We had a meeting. Uh, so Exotica is happening in July in Chicago. And then uh, Miami... New Jersey and uh, Washington DC for the first time. So as far as everything's going, we're still going to be doing that and we'll be there and um, I'll have a booth and I'll have the girls there with me and uh, we'll do the seminars and we'll still be going on like we have before. So uh, we'll see, but is, are the public, are they going to come? Are they going to show up? Um, yeah. Will they have money to buy, you know, our our movies and 
products and stuff that we're going to be selling. Um, I hope so. Um, I know that there's still millions of Americans that are unemployed right now. And if you have to make a choice between paying your electric bill or buying a movie to whack off to, I think you're going to probably buy, pay your bills first. I hope. Oh, I'd buy a movie. <laughs> <laughs> You would, you would rather do that, okay? Yeah. The electric, the electric <laughs> bill doesn't cut me off till after you know forty-five days. <laughs> That's so true. That's but, so true. Uh, but James, that you manage or, or you have an organization, and you, for lack of a better term, represent or have in a stable uh, a lot of gals. I see them on your shows. Yeah. And, and how how's that affected them mentally? Well. Um, it's been really tough. I, I actually just, I, I was late because I, um, had to send off an email. There's another girl that we had to let go because there's, you know, she's not working. So I, I, you know, I was being honest. I said, listen, I have nothing to promote you for. Um, there's no publicity if you're not shooting anything and you haven't shot in, in six months. I mean, there's nothing to promote. You know, I could put out a press release and say you have an OnlyFans, but, you know, you could do that yourself on Twitter and probably reach a lot more people. Um, it's it's very tough right now. Um, there's whether it's mainstream or adult to publicize anything because a lot of people aren't doing projects. Um, I did have a breakfast meeting. Um, I've got investors on in the wings uh for mainstream projects that i'm doing i have uh three movies in pre-production i have a movie that i'm actually co-starring in uh with some very big name stars so i'm doing that i'm i'm doing a lot more mainstream stuff now uh, but you know here and there if something in adult pops up um will i do it i probably will um because there's not a lot of guys my age that are still performing and doing stuff. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do something for now until things, you know, come across differently, but you know, I'll keep going and, and doing this stuff and knocking these things out. In the meantime, I still have the radio show that's really popular. And I think a lot of you probably have watched it um, inside the industry um wednesdays we're on la talk radio iheart we're on k97 fm um a whole bunch of different affiliates pick us up and then on thursday i'm on sirius xm vivid radio channel 415 so you know we're trying to get the girls you know booked on there and if you've seen christy and um the other um hosts that are on there sometimes it's really hard to get these girls to show up because They'd rather stay home and do OnlyFans. And I've noticed that with mainstream adult productions. Um, there was a shoot that I had a couple of weeks ago. And at the last minute, the girl didn't show up because she'd rather stay home and do OnlyFans. And that's what they want to do. Okay, that's fine. If you want to do that, fine. Then do OnlyFans and totally leave the adult industry. And leave it open for girls that would love to work right now. You know, you can't tie that up. So one needs the other. What's that? One needs the other. Yeah, you're not famous. You're not going to make any money on OnlyFans. And if you're on OnlyFans, you're going to be too busy to go into the porn business. So it's right. a catch twenty-two. They need each other. But in addition to that, back in our day, nobody would ever not go on a set. You make a commitment to go on his show. That was it. I don't it. care if you're doing it for free. You you show up on the show. I mean, that's just professionalism. That's sad to hear that, to be honest with you. It well, was so I, rare to have somebody flake back then. It was so rare. People wanted oh, the money. God. Yeah. No, we never had stuff like that. And it's like, um, I, I, I hate to go and attack. A, a certain group of people, but it's these fans and, and they don't have any responsibility at all. So they, they think that the world owes them everything and uh, they get an attitude and they think that the greatest thing since sliced bread, well, they might be the flavor of the month, 
but they're not the greatest thing. And they'll find that a, a majority of fans out there have no idea who this little gal is, you know. And there's all there's always a new girl coming into the picture every single day. Do we have stars like we used to anymore? No, no. we don't. We don't. We don't have stars anymore because, you know, I'm one of the last few people that was uh, still trying to make stars and develop a star. And, and that's more than just getting up there and doing a bukkake cream pie anal scene and stuff. It's like the persona of the whole girl, you know, um, she's got to carry herself. What was that? No, it was just somebody's feedback on the on the thing. Oh, okay. But, um, but, do you think this will affect the the? I mean, exoticas. People don't want to go to the shows or just sit home and. Oh God, no! I I think a lot of people are going to be flocking to these things because they've been locked up in their house for over a year and they're yeah. dying to get out somewhere and they want to see these stars. We didn't have award shows. We didn't have expos. 2020 was a terrible year for everybody all around the world. And so people are really dying to get out to this stuff. I'm looking at this Euro award and maybe going out there in December. Um, but, um, you know, I, I have to see what happens when we get a little closer to that. But um, people are really hungry for stuff. They want new scenes. They want to go out to events. They want to meet the girls and get that autograph and stuff. Now, are we going to be able to hug our fans? Probably not because of COVID. But so many people are getting vaccinated. I got my second vaccination Friday, so I'm all good. But I found out that I still have to get that 24, 48-hour COVID test before I go on a set in the next week. So. Even though you get the vaccine, you still have to get that COVID test. And that's expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, these things all start adding up depending on the uh, testing facility. A lot of people don't think that. They think that porn stars make all of this money and we're they so charge rich. You? They charge you? They charge thinking the same thing. They charge you? They charge when you, you go and you get that, that 14-day test. Um, you also have to, depending on the facility that you go to, you have to pay an additional amount of money for the COVID test. Now, some production companies oh, are, are picking up the price, but those not for the guys. They'll, they'll, they'll pick it up for if there's some a little starlet that's like a, a female performer of the year, they'll probably pay for her COVID test because she's working like twice or three times a week. So she'll, they'll pick up the test, but for everybody else, we got to pay. So a lot of times when I go to a testing facility, I see people that are there not drawing blood, but they're there just to get the COVID test so they can be on the set. But also the crew has to go and get tested. It's all free here. You can get tested as much as you want out here. It's all free. Well, that's lucky that it is like that out here in Los Angeles. It's a whole different ball game. I live in bumfuck nowhere, South Dakota. Wow. Wow. I know. I, I married a farmer. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, you probably saw him walking by. Oh. Is he, is he planting corn yet? No, no. It's too cold. It snowed today. It snowed here, too. Wow. What the hell? And then tomorrow it's supposed to be in the 70s. Yeah. Oh, God. I the weather here. We've got rain coming here. Lynn, do you remember our last project we did? I think uh, Bud Lee was the director on that. Probably, if you gave me more hints than that. Um, We shot at a house up on Mulholland, and you and I were playing the husband and wife, and then we had this little gal that was living with you or I hanging out with you. That was my movie, you idiot. That, that was, was Malibu movie. Moms. Malibu <laughs> Moms. Yes, yes, yes. That was fun. That was fun. 
and all we, of had, them. we had one of the male scholars was standing out there in the backyard and lightning was hitting the thing and we were like get inside because the lightning's gonna hit your dick you're not a lightning rod it was like crazy <laughs> but uh <laughs> but we've had some fun we've had some fun we made some great movies back in the day oh my god we really did we made some great movies and and no, luckily, no, was great. Big fans out there that still love these movies you know Oh yeah. Any anybody else have any other questions for James? We're going to kind of go around the horn with some of the stars and. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, Charles. Uh, yeah, I, I just I want to tell James how much I love his Thursday, his Wednesday evening things when he has the stars oh. and you know I did not mean to turn it into sort of a cooking show type thing, but I found it so interesting. Um, what was it? It was um, St. Patty's Day, and we were, yeah. we were talking about a few days before that, and I was like. You know, that was just kind of fun and interesting and quirky and, you know, not the usual thing that you expect kind of from the adult industry. Oh, no, no. Yeah, that's that's exactly why I did that, buddy, is, is because I wanted to show people that were more than just some meat puppets, you know. Right. Uh, the, 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 a lot of the girls have a passion for cooking and... Uh, for doing little domestic things. So what we do is we get down in the kitchen and we set that up like it's a set and then we cook and we make little recipes and we talk about that. And then we talk about, you know, a movie they got coming up and we talk about sex and we talk about how foods are, are very sexy and stuff. So it all plays into each other. And I'm going to start doing uh, toy reviews again now on the show uh, because you know, there's a lot of publications that aren't doing toy reviews now because they cut back their staff. So I said, well, we need to pick that up. So, and I think people would be interested in that. Now we're not physically going to show the girl inserting the dildo in her or something like that. We kicked off, off the air right away off Facebook, but it's, you know, and then I'm also putting these on, on YouTube too, but, um, you know, the cooking thing, I think, is a lot of fun. And, and, I'm, and I I'm, have fun with it. I definitely do. I enjoy you. watching that. Yeah, and, it, and if you're getting a brand new recipe or learning some stuff about a girl that you didn't know, that's super great. And, and the girls love doing that. They love coming over here to the house, and we cook up a storm, and then we eat, and we talk, and we convince. And, you know, it's nice. It's kind of comfortable. It's kind of like we're letting you guys come in and watching us and hanging out in the house with us. So that's kind of a fun thing to do. It is a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. My Thank wife, you. Yeah, my wife and I are going to be out there in November. So hopefully uh, we can get together. You look like you have a wonderful home, James. That, that looks so nice. Oh, thank you. you. Yeah. Part of your show I, one night. Uh, we're going to be there Tuesday through the following Monday. So maybe on a Wednesday we can swing by for. Oh, that would be more than welcome. You'd be more than welcome. We'd love to have you over uh, let's see. I had somebody who was going to call on, but they left. So anyway, that's good. Uh, Aaron uh, has uh, uh, been busy as well, too, and he met uh, Mickey Lynn. She's not here, but Aaron, go ahead and tell us your Mickey Lynn story. Sure, no problem. Unfortunately, Mickey's not able to make it here tonight. She had a family event come up, so she's at her aunt's house. She uh, just texted, texted me a little while and, to let me know. Uh, yeah, Mickey and I... Um, not well, it was about yeah we could go saturday we uh met up at uh, disney springs we went to um house of blues restaurant met her and her family and uh she of course got to finally meet me in person and my fiance and then after we went to disney springs we all went over to epcot and uh chilled out at epcot quite a bit and uh, had a lot of fun over there. And then um, after we did Epcot, we all went to Red Lobster and then we took them back to their hotel. Um, it was a very, uh, it was a long, but very, very fun day. Uh, Mickey, of course, signed a few things uh, for me there in person. And of course had some things already provided for me, including her 1995, uh, <clears throat> 1995 consumer showcase 
uh, dress outfit that she wore for that event, which I thought was pretty cool. So now I have that in my personal collection. And um, I want to say probably my biggest impact with this group in the last year was making a personal connection, obviously, with Mickey Lynn, but also making a personal connection with Patrick Palmer. You know, a lot of people don't realize this, and I'm going to go ahead and say it. Patrick is the backbone of this group. If it wasn't for Patrick, none of us would be here today actually having these Zoom sessions and being able to have these weekly sessions with God only knows who Patrick can come up with, sometimes even at the last minute. Sometimes you're thinking you might get somebody and we end up with somebody else. Uh, sometimes even somebody more legendary that we couldn't even expect. And also because of Patrick and everything he does, he's been able to put a lot of wonderful autograph signings together. He handles a lot of different talent so that we're able to get these connections for these signatures. Uh, because of Patrick, I can honestly say that I've been able to form some very wonderful friendships with some of the talent that's even in this Zoom session right now. I'm very, very honored to be able to call Eric Edwards of, of, of anybody in this group my friend. Um, I remember watching him in my all-time favorite film, Debbie Does Dallas, as Mr. Hardwick. And now I can just call him on the phone and, you know, shoot the shit for three hours and, and you know, just have a great lesson down memory lane. And, and if it wasn't for Patrick in this group, that never would have happened. So I'm glad Eric's in this room tonight, and I'm, uh, you know, glad that I could actually share that. And then, of course, I'm not going to forget my boy, Sean Elliott, because I have a feeling when he comes to Orlando, he'll kill me for not giving him the proper shout out, but he deserves it anyway. And um, I just want to say that my friendship with him would not have happened also because of Patrick in these Zoom sessions, not to mention getting to know and, and having a pretty good acquaintanceship with Richard and um, being able to fall, you know, follow Lynn, Lynn LeMay at times and uh, Kathy at times and uh, some of the other ones that, of course, like to pop their head in and then, of course, meeting more people in the autograph group on a daily basis and uh, getting to know them, you know, a lot better, like Charles and Jorge and David to, you know, to name a few. But um, a lot has happened in my life, you know, during this whole thing with COVID. As everybody knows, I lost my mom July of 2020. And um, sorry. I appreciate that. Thank you. And um you know, quite honestly, a lot of you, not even realizing it, a lot of you were a huge support system for me throughout the year when I was trying to get through a lot of this stuff. And for that, I thank you all a tremendous bunch. Um, and I know I haven't really came out and said that, but I figured this would be the day of days to, to say that to everybody. Um, I wish Mickey was here so I could share that with her in this session, but hopefully she'll watch the playback and then she'll probably call me right afterwards. So that'll be good enough. But, um, you know, like I said, everybody else, it's all because of Patrick. And uh, Patrick was there for me too, right there, you know, when my mom had passed and we didn't know each other, um, you know, for that long. But uh, he's been a driving force in my life. He's become a very, very good friend of mine. He's also gotten me out of a few jams, I'll admit it. But of course, I've gotten him out of a few too, and I'll admit that too. So with that being said, I just want to say thank you for the, to the group for everything you've all have done for me and hopefully what I've done for you, you know, vice versa. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what uh, this whole next year, you know, comes from this day forward, you know, another round of Zoom sessions and getting to grow these friendships and, and everything else that we've been able to accomplish. And again, it all goes back to one person and that's uh, good old Patrick Palmer. Well, so, you know, again, thanks for making all this happen there, big guy. Sure. Well, that's, and I got to give credit where credit's due too, is because uh, this wouldn't have been possible without me meeting Bill Margold. So uh, one thing always builds from another and, and uh, that's, that's that. But uh, 
anyway, I sure, certainly appreciate the, the accolades there. And, and uh, I just always just say I do my best. So that's, that's kind of how I, I travel. So, but uh, uh, Lon is, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Lon. He talks to Christy Canning at least three or four times a week on the Vivid Radio Show. And, and uh, it's always it's good to see you in person, Lon. And, and uh, you, you, uh, you've met Mickey Lynn recently too. Oh, you're kind of cutting out. I met her on two occasions. Okay, cool. Great. Fantastic. Of course, you and her and, and Aaron all live in Florida, and so does Jorge. Yep, happy to be here in Palm Beach County. Nice, nice. Well, great. Well, great to see you in person, Lon. And, and uh, usually she's got me on hold, and I'm listening to you talk to her on the phone, on Christy on the phone. So it's always always good. I said, put Lon... Well, you can't get called Sweet Pea, but put Sweet Pea back on the phone. I want to listen to him some more because <laughs> you always have good stories. Oh, yes. I'll have a real juicy story tomorrow on Chrissy's show. Great. Excellent. Fantastic. But uh, one of the pr people I've, I've leaned uh, somewhat on is, of course, Kathy Brown. And Kathy has uh, lined me up with several people. And I, I know that uh, we're kind of working on uh, uh, Vanessa Del Rio now. She's had some... Um, uh, issues with a dog and so we're kind of postponing things until that gets worked out yes and it, it's also I, I it never ceases to amaze me because legends like Vanessa and Annie and Veronica they always feel a little nervous like no one's going to remember them you know Annie had said well maybe I could just go on for half an hour and she was on for like over the hour so like you always make people feel so comfortable and you also just, um, you, you just, uh, everyone here is so respectful and so knowledgeable. So I thank you for creating that environment. Now I have to ask Lynn something because Lynn, I know you, you sell things. Did you ever do those candles? Oh my that God. We talked about? <laughs> I had to start a store. I went and opened up a store in Watertown. Mm -hmm. I have hundreds of candles now. Oh, and those, special, those special kinds we talked about that uh, oh, the outro sells. <laughs> the pussy candles? Yes. Um, I have made them. I have yet to get the guts to advertise them. Because really. <laughs> we were joking because Gwyneth Paltrow sells this candle for like $70. And it, no. it's called something like Smells Like My Vagina. And, right. like, and, and Lynn's like, what? I found the recipe. Ah. I hope you get the guts and put it out there. That's that's great. It has to go on Twitter. I mean, it couldn't go anywhere else. Right. Well, fantastic. That's And, and this summer, I'm going to drive up to Watertown and hang out with you for a little bit, Lynn, as well, too. So we'll... We'll, we'll party it up in Watertown, a town of like 250 people. That's where my store is. There you go. Oh, in Watertown, South Dakota. I, Watertown, South Dakota, correct? Yes. Okay. I had a job offer there one time on the radio a long, 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 long time ago. But anyway, I didn't take it. But, you don't um, want to be there. It's cold there. <laughs> the string wouldn't reach the other cans. Yeah, that's, that's right. The only other person that listened to me didn't have the can. So, <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, it's always good, though, <clears throat> whenever I, I am looking for the words to say uh, before or after a guest is on or during the show, has always turned to Richard Pacheco. He's really been a, a good help for that sort of thing. And, and uh, I tell you what you said about Annie almost brought me to tears, too. Well, she's an impressive woman, and she's huge in the foundation of this industry. And she's just a special, special blast in this universe took us all in another direction and continue yeah and it's just amazing the thing that you know i, I had her video here she hated it because it was just some kind of a a boot like video but it was the the queen of kink and now seeing what she has done to compare to what they do today this was just <laughs> like a pg movie <laughs> i wanted to add something about kathy um when I read her book, oh, I couldn't. I could not think, stop thinking about Moonstruck. It's just like the literary version of Moonstruck, and she does four. There's four or five of these stories that you just want to start eating pizza and looking for something uh, Italian cooking that you can. Yeah, Brooklyn. Yeah, Brooklyn. That's it. It's, 
So a big supporter. Love the books. Thank you. Thanks very much. Anything else anybody wants to ask anybody? Because we're going to wrap things up, but let's open it up if anybody has anything else to say. Well, I wanted to share further, Pat, that I don't know what you're doing here, but you're growing something. I feel it very strongly. This is um, it's, it's these little, uh, what's the word, tentacles and different areas of expertise and participation. But something here is growing, and uh, I'm happy to be part of it and meet all you folks. And uh, we'll see where it takes us. I, I'm doing some work with a, a guy named Jimmy Michaels, who um, is in the music business. And he's connected to Ronnie Romanovich, who did the soundtrack for many, many films of the golden era. And uh, Jimmy and I have started doing an um, audio version of one of my books. Uh, I couldn't break into the audible world for uh, a story that's not even worth telling. But so we're going on our own. And uh, I'm doing some uh, audio work with him. And uh, he'll be coming into the group in the next few weeks or so. Um, the circle is growing and the tentacles are growing and listening to Charles story about the, the giants that, wow, that's amazing. And so we'll see, uh, we could be a very eclectic bunch and James, I don't know you cause I'm very out of touch with the modern business, but clearly you are a ball of bust in that world. If you know that word from the Yiddish. Yes. Uh, yes, I do. It's nice to see you operating. And my favorite part of this uh, is coming on and meeting people from the newer generations because there really is nothing where we're cross-pollinating anywhere. Uh, I've just recently met Asia Carrera. Wow. I knew nothing about her and what yeah. a terrific no, human sure. being she turned out to be. So um, have you had her on the show yet, Pat? She's uh, scared uh, to do that, but uh, we're, we're taking baby steps. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to her about that. We're chatting uh, on the online a lot these days. Just to uh, chime in on that one, if I may, even if Richard, you know, she doesn't want to show her face and she just wants to come on as a voice while everybody else is on and we just hear her voice, I mean, for a lot of us, that would just be good enough for us. I mean, we a lot of us grew up in the Asia Carrera generation and for a lot of us, you know, she's, she's a superstar. And I know Patrick's been trying to work on getting her to come up and do this Zoom session. And I, I, I think it would blow out of the water for a lot of us, even if it was just us listening to her, even if we couldn't actually watch her, just to be able to listen to her would, uh, would blow our mind. And that would be... We'll see what we can do. Oh, that's you, Sean. <laughs> you know, one of the, I got the kids coming down. <laughs> Love you. Bye. One of the uh, interesting phases that, that when you have a guy like Eric and, and uh, Sean and myself, we are old. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> oh, I recognize we are, we are also kind of like... Um, it's good for the people, especially the, the, the recently retired folks. I, I think of Asia that way compared to us. Uh, and there are other lots of other people. When you, get, when you stop doing the live in front of the camera stuff, it's a difficult transition in life. Whether you've arranged for something else to provide money for you, whether you have family, it's just a lot of change when you move out of that world. And I think it's good for those people to see us as relatively sane people who've got, <laughs> who've got to go on with life, Lynn included. Um, so there's a nice cross-pollination of the, of the eras. And I think that's, Pat, I think that that's part of what this show will be dealing with more in the future. Um, I, I think also that we're seeing that the demographics of who really is watching porn and wants to watch the movies that we made 20 years ago, 30 years ago, um, are people that are older, are the baby boomers. And I think it's important to gear stuff towards those baby boomers and reach out to them in the audience. I know I try to do that with my radio show and stuff that I make. I'll, I'll do a content scene and do this ain't Kojak or the Pink Panther Triple X because we never got <laughs> a chance to make the, the parody of that. But 
I'll go ahead and make them on a small level. And the girl that'll be there, a great story. When I did Kojak Triple X, you know, like, oh, who loves you, baby? You know, and I had Marika Hase, and she goes, hold us. Kojak. How much time is left? You know, so I had to show her on YouTube who Kojak was. But I mean, and, and now it opened it up. Now Marika Hase has been binge watching Kojak and the Pink Panther and all this stuff. So maybe that turned on a new audience. But our core audience, I think, is going to be baby boomers. And I think that's what Patrick is doing too. It's we've got baby boomers. So to have the legends on, is essential um and and these young stars maybe we'll be able to get them on here every once in a while but i think the legendary stars are happy to do this and um happy to be on and talking and saying what they're doing and what they've been doing since they left the industry and so on and so forth so it's it's an interesting formula you know i want to say that uh very true it, it could be the baby boomers but just adding on to what you said, Richard, is that, uh, I mean, we're older and, you know, just take away the, the business, the industry, <clears throat> or acting in general, or, or writing, directing. You mentor. I mean, I learn. I just, my daughter just oh. left here with her boyfriend. And and, uh, and Asia always talks about her kids, right, Richard? I mean, the kids, what they're doing today. So younger people that come on could learn from us but i learned from them i can find out i mean i i am sure uh, eric and uh, richard we don't know what the business is like today you i'm sure you do james you're involved in it but it's nothing i mean okay i can't relate so i'm learning you know i didn't know what only fans was until a couple of months ago so it's yeah. a mentoring it's a symbiotic relationship and I'm, I'm hoping that patrick what he's doing can put uh, a curiosity because I'm always curious what newer, what younger people are doing, and I, I like to think that they're curious and interested. And in maybe what you said before, we not putting throwing anybody under the bus, but maybe you'll get a star, a star like coming up and behave a little bit more like some of the older guys and gals did. So yeah. it's it's good what Patrick's putting together, and and. And it's interesting to hear about the baseball of 78, Charles, and, and all this stuff, because we all have different lives, especially the older ones, be better, you know, and, and it's it's good to, to connect. I know I wasn't even thinking about this business for over 30 years until I got back involved from Patrick, and now I can't wait till Sunday nights. And I speak with a lot of them during the week, and I love seeing people that uh, on this screen, and I and I my memory gets a little better once in a while because I'll remember Richard's movie and I'll, I'll joke with him about, you know, um, Steinbeck is still my favorite movie years, dude, uh, with John Leslie and nothing to hide. And uh, it, it, there's so much good in this, in this uh, zoom session. It does a lot for us. I don't think it's all about reminding us what we did. I don't know. We're not looking for fame. We're old farts. We, we had our 15 minutes. Some had a half hour. Some had an hour. We like being here because it's interesting. And the people on it are. And last thing I'm going to say to Aaron, speaking of age, you know, and I say this with love completely, no joke. When we worked, especially in the beginning, it was movie houses. Yeah. It was called the raincoat crowd was our fans, right? <laughs> there was the raincoats. The fans are out there like the young actors today. And there is a connection between the talent and the fan that I've never saw before, right? There was always a little wall there. You didn't know them. You didn't trust them. They didn't know you. You didn't know what. These people are, it's, it's rabid. It's amazing what you guys do. And I'm so grateful that you even consider it. Uh, me, for one, that was somebody for a moment. And this is very cool. And I respect you. And, I, and, and Aaron, you're a great guy. And you're very knowledgeable about a lot of stuff. We talk a lot. Yeah, yeah. I love you, man. You, you guys are cool. There's no separation anymore is what I'm trying to say. Fan and talent are friends. It wasn't really that way 40 years that right ago. Now. I really do. I'm a little choked up. I, I really appreciate that, Sean. You, you have... You have no idea what that means to me coming from you. It means a lot. Thank you so much. It, it, it well, really then here you go. <laughs> <laughs>
Come on, Aaron. Come on, Richard. Show what you got. You're Sharon Mitchell. The Sharon Mitchell. I was going to say, yeah, here's yeah, the Sharon. highlight. Sharon Mitchell doing that strip show. Yeah. Which, yeah, so which Zoom session was that for again? Um, Jose Duvall. Oh, James. Yeah, for Jose Duvall. Yeah. When no, she, out of the clear blue, decides to do that strip show for yeah, everybody. Darren yeah. is an aberration, my friend. Nobody looks like that anymore. Can you guys hear me now? Yeah, you bet. Yes. Jorge, came yeah. back from the dead. <laughs> no, piggybacking on what Aaron said, it's, it's been an honor meeting all of you guys. And um, Patrick, thank you for, for doing this. You know, it's... You know, you've gotten some great autographs for me and Aaron also, you know, getting some autographs for me, you know, especially my my holy grail, Tasha, you know, thanks to you. I finally got one. <laughs> uh, but Kathy it was nice. Nice meeting you, Richard, Sean, you know, you, you, being, you know, you're an ex-hurricane, you know, go Canes, <laughs> you know, um, Andy West. I'm honored to meet all you guys, you know, um, hopefully, you know, I'm sure Patrick will have a good year for us. And Patrick, again, thank you for setting up everything for us, you know, and if, if you guys ever in Miami, call me, you know, you know, we can hook up, you know, whatever you guys need, but thank you. And it's my honor meeting you. Alexa. Well, we'll be out there for Exotica in uh, September. Okay, yeah. I, hopefully I can make it, but I, I definitely want to meet you, James. Yeah, I'd love to have you down there. I'll get you a pass for the day. I do seminars every day about how to get into this. And, uh, I mean, it would be great to have legends there. I'm, I'm going to have legends in the booth and come down and, and see the fans and sign an autograph and, sh you know, yeah. Rub elbows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't be expecting a hug. All you're going to be getting is elbow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, now, I seriously thought when we had a meeting last week that they were going to suggest that we put these plastic guards, sneeze guards, like we're in a salad bar, and then we have to slip the movies underneath, and then they slip the money underneath. But I don't think we're going to be doing stuff like that. But um, definitely they're – we're going to have to keep social distancing at the expos at least for a year until we can completely get over this stuff. But uh, yeah. we're going to be quality minutes, quality control. Tell all your friends to get their shots, even the ones that don't want to get. Oh them. God, we get so this herd immunity. Already. Oh yes, I've, I've yeah. got my two already, so I'm good to go. I got one more, and that's coming up. Not this coming up Friday, but the next Friday. Yeah. Good. I mean, there's actually girls that are saying, oh, I don't want to get it because I, I, I saw somewhere that they, they put nanobots in you. And I go, they don't put nanobots in you. That's full of shit. What is this? What, did you watch the G.I. Joe movie? That's full of shit. Wasn't that a Bing Rames movie and they had nanobots in them and reconstructed them? I said, that's not going to happen. You have to do this. The only way that we're going to come back is everybody's got to get vaccinated and we've got to, we've got to get that herd immunity and get that set up so we can really come back. And it's the same exactly. thing with the industry. I was on a mainstream set the other day and we still had to get the COVID test and we had to keep our distance and stuff and we had to keep masks on our face on the set until we got up in front of the camera and did the dialogue and then I'm looking over and the cameraman, the lighting person, the boom guy, they were all they all had masks on to this whole thing and it was very warm in that studio. Are you SAG and AFTRA? I'm still are, about, are you SAG or AFTRA? Shouldn't they have yes, insurance yeah. pay for that? Yeah. I would think your yeah. insurance would pick that up. I think the, the talk to your representative, I would think they would pick that stuff up. Just a just point of thought. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Look, uh, some product, like oh, I said before, some production companies will pick up that cost, but um, they're going to do that for the really big stars. So if somebody's coming in and you're a day player <clears> for that day, they're not going to they're not going to do that. They just expect you to pay that. But James, you understand that, uh, like they said in that meeting, if anybody's going to be targeted and picked on the most, it's going to be porn. They're going to expect twice as much out of the porn convention 
you know, 30 foot aisles and, and everything like that, they're going to put more pressure on the industry than they would anything else. A car show. Oh, of course they will. Of course they will. Yeah, they're not going to ask that car show to do all that. Oh, no. No, no, no. Was that car show? And, and we're going to show them that everything is fine. Nobody got COVID. Everything was cool. And that, see, I told you, we police ourselves. We've been policing ourselves for the whole 20 years that I've been in this industry. And I've noticed that the porn industry polices itself. Right, right. So anyway, wrapping up things today. One I, want thing to I, just wanted, I just wanted to point out real quick, Patrick, real quick before we wrap up. And I forgot to mention this earlier. We do get to mingle a lot, a lot with a lot of the talent that do show up on the Zoom sessions because of Patrick. But one thing I forgot to point out, which is also important, is the talent that we get to hang out with on social media that may not be in these Zoom sessions. And I want to say thank you to a lot of them as well. Uh, a few of them that I could point out would be uh, Penny Antine, Raven Touchstone, Sue Nero, of all people. Um, Sue Nero reaches out to her fans online through social media. Uh, Facebook, which I think is uh, tremendous for a lot of us who are major fans of hers. And also, I have to reach out and say the same thing about Annette Hines. And Annette yeah. and Sue are great. Good call. Their birthday today, no? Right. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, I'm hoping maybe at some point um they'll find the you know they'll find the way to maybe come up on these zoom sessions and interact with us uh the same way i'm hoping that maybe asia might you know later on down the road so i i just wanted to point out you know it's not just the talent that is on here but it's also the talent that we don't see that we get to mingle with because of this group and I don't want that to go, um, I, I don't want that to go unnoticed or undervalued either, um, especially in this particular Zoom session or our one-year anniversary. Appreciate that. I have uh, uh, one thing I wanted to certainly mention was my favorite all-time movie is Up and Coming. And oh. of course, Richard Pacheco is not a big fan because I was in radio for 17 years. And any time the disc jockey can get a get a blow job on the radio, <laughs> instant <fame>. right, <laughs> Next week we have uh, uh, Luke Wilder and Alexandria Silk are going to be with us, and that's kind of <clears> one there. There you go. You got his Ivory Snow uh, uh, item there. But uh, Snow gonna, Girl. Uh, our next week's show, Luke Wilder and Alexandria Silk. I know they've got lots of stories to tell, and and uh, look forward to seeing them there. So again, yes. uh, thanks for being at our one year anniversary, and we'll we'll see you next week.